0: Hello, and welcome to The Vlogging Pod. Tonight, we are joined by Evie Bloom. Hi there. (laughs) Welcome to the room. Did I pronounce your name right on the ending there, Evie? Yep, yep. Awesome, fantastic, fantastic. I, as usual, now I'm gonna set my timer. So if you hear a buzz, if I don't catch it before the end of our interview, please excuse my timer. It gets really loud. It's a okay. 20 minute timer, so we're gonna start that right now. If we go over 20 minutes, it's okay, it's all right. Um, but I would love to start off with something a little off base, um, other than, I mean, it goes right into everything, but I love to do research on you, So I dig up everything I can find. Are you scared or are you excited?
1: Oh, I'm scared. I don't know, what did you talking <laughs> about me? <laughs>
0: Not, nothing, nothing horrifying, I promise. I think too salacious.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, no. The no, only thing that you have it free on the internet for me to look at. <laughs> I'd like to start off with, um, I heard you read, uh, well, I heard you state that you listen to music for different scenes. Yeah. So I would love to know how that works. Tell me the music that inspires the scenes you visualize. Because I also heard. And this is very unique. You have the ability to vividly visualize your stories. So tell me about how all that works.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think, so I think it started out, okay, so as a reader, I'm one of these people who's very lucky that I can visualize things as I'm reading. And you know, I've been a reader since I don't know what, <laughs> age five or whatever. And. Mm-hmm. Um, And when i began writing fiction now for many years i wrote non you know things for for work or or academic things and and so it was a little bit less relevant for those types of things but when it came to fiction it was almost as if you know i could see this movie playing in my head and i was like okay so what's the soundtrack for this movie or this scene so um i began to just think like what is the the kind of mood i want to create with certain scenes so um Gosh, I guess it's just that I I, I would listen to music and, and then, okay, is it a calm scene? Is it an exciting scene? Is it like a very spicy scene? You know, something like, what would I want to listen to if I was doing something in this scene? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, just put it on. I mean, it's the type of thing that oftentimes I'll, I'll start listening to something. And if there are too many lyrics, I'll have to like turn it down or turn it off completely. But it definitely helps me immerse myself in like sort of this image in my head, this place that I've created and just like really, you know, pump out the words. <laughs>
0: now i find that interesting would i be um snooping too deep to ask what you play on intimate scenes
1: (laughs) no it's perfectly fine okay so i'll tell you my favorite um artist and i was so lucky that i actually got to see him perform this year in oakland is vance joy he's an australian um rock i guess uh musician Mm -hmm. and i mean i i always say like this guy he just his music is made for love for romance for spice I mean, it's just so heartfelt. Um, So that's more of like an emotional side of things Um, for the for the little bit more spicy. um, There's this one song called Sexual Vibe by Stephen (laughs) Puth. I mean, that is like it's like on my, you know, uh, if I unlock that achievement one day to like make out to that song, you know, then uh, I'll consider myself lucky. (laughs) Um, You know, some of these. I'm actually writing that.
0: I'm actually writing that name down because now I'm really curious.
1: Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Just go. Go to my website. i got my playlist there. You know, it's all set up for you.
0: Awesome. Actually, I have your website up, actually, and I will have to now look a little deeper here. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'm going to tell you, you're, you're going to be mortified when oh, I then. write. When <laughs> I know you're good now. I'm like, oh, no, please, please. Um, when I write my more intimate scenes, the mm-hmm. hotter things, you know what I listen to?
1: Please <laughs> tell me it's like polka music or something because that would
0: just be No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas music. Okay. Okay. I know, That's I fun. know. I okay. I don't know what it is, but I play Christmas music in the background. You know, know the Christmas instrumental. Is a very
1: romantic holiday. I mean, look at all the Christmas romances that come out each year. <laughs>
0: I mean it is yeah. it is but i just love the instrumental i yeah. love to ask alexa to just play it and mm-hmm. then hold out i'm making sure nothing's turning on in here because once i say her name yeah, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but anyway, anyways i don't i don't know what it is i yeah. just love the um the instrumental uh yeah. christmas music as well far when as I, I go can.
1: for like a little bit like songs that have a, a few fewer lyrics and just more like instruments um i go with like glass animals because they have like just a lot of like heavy beats and like a lot of music but not too heavy on the words and that's kind of the direction i go i mean you know i'm jewish so i'm not gonna like uh, tend towards the christmas music but uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking at your uh, music list as we speak i'm on your page (laughs) awesome so well i think it's awesome i love having you guys's I love having the people that are on my show, your websites and everything. I have three computers going in here, so I love having access to all your stuff at my fingertips. So can... Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm good at it, but I try to, I try to fluff my way through it. So, how would you say um, your personal and professional development plays out in the creation of your character?
1: Hmm. Okay, so in the case of Ship It, which is my first novel, um, mm-hmm. I didn't plan, well, there's one thing that I did plan, and that was that I connected, okay, I felt like every romance novel I had been reading um, was set in more or less the same scenes, and I know there's lots of, you know, different settings, but I, I often felt, okay, they're in publishing, right, because that's what writers know, uh, know how to write about, maybe, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, some sort of, like, um, kind of non specific uh, sort of marketing agency or, or things like this. And I thought, you know, you know, it'd be really fun, and perhaps even funny, is to to take a an environment that like, people don't generally think about, about it as being romantic, right. And I thought, what, what's better than that, than like a high tech startup, right, like Silicon Valley. Um, and I thought, hey, I, I know that that environment, because I work in it. Um, so mm-hmm. You know, that's like one of the only things that I think I knew I wanted to do when I began writing um, was to set it in Silicon Valley, like in a, in a high tech startup. I have you know about a decade experience um, working in high tech startups. And um, and that was the, like I said, that's the only thing I knew. And I jumped in. I had no idea that Sarah, the main character um, in the book, was going to be a project manager as I am. I, I really didn't. It wasn't meant to be like any sort of biographical story or anything. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I guess a lot of us tend to write what we know, at least at least aspects of what we know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what kind of came out. So um, I, I do think that it's funny. I, I always say, well, I've never actually seen a romance blossom in a startup, so I can't say so, you know, <laughs> it's super realistic. But but I do I did like that sort of idea that, you know, startups can be pretty intense at times. Um, they're very fast paced. There can be a lot of pressure. And I thought, what, what would happen if, you know, some sort of relationship developed in, in such a place? Um, I liked the tension that it created. I liked the tension that, it, you know, a little bit on the forbidden side, you know, the fact that Nathan, the main uh, male character, is um, he becomes, you know, uh, kind of in a leadership position. Um, at the same time, I didn't want there to be any sort of... Um, uh, anybody's taking advantage of anybody. I wanted everything to be very consensual because I kind of believe in a very, I'm a feminist. I believe in like modern, respectful relationships. So I tried to just sort of balance all those different things at once. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like I said, having worked in a um, high-tech environment for the past 10 years or so, um, I think I'm, you know, relatively well-versed in it, was able to write it pretty realistically, pretty, you know, true to, true to life. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all came out.
0: Now, did you have your own startup or are you just a part of one when you started So
1: um, I, along uh, about, gosh, when was it, about 10 or so years ago, I helped um, someone in my family kind of found, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a founder. I was like number three or four in the company. And uh, we, you know, he founded a startup. I joined very uh, soon after. And we, we built up uh, Bootstrapped and, and built up uh, a hardware startup. Um, when we moved to Silicon Valley, um, I then, I, I joined a number of other startups. So I've, I've been in a, or, you know, kind of early stage startup that ended up having mm-hmm. an exit, meaning like it was, it was bought by another company, acquired by another company. Um, and I've also been in a company that had an initial public offering and went on uh, NASDAQ. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and been, been a part of a lot of all these different experiences. So, uh been extremely interesting. It's not something I started out like when I first got out of college, but um, I was really lucky to kind of um, get into that world because it's, it's a fun and exciting and very interesting world. Um, that was something I also really liked that I was able to kind of give people who might not otherwise know this world like a little bit of a, a, a visibility into it. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, through a, through a different lens of like, a, oh, a romance novel. <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> Actually, I think you make it sound very exciting. I mean, you went from one to the, with you going from one to another. I mean, I know you said that it, some of the companies were bought out by another company, but mm-hmm. I think for you, it just sounds that you get a lot of excitement out of the startup companies, because there's a lot of possibilities when you're first putting something together, yes?
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because I think my whole life I've known that there, there's like one thing I'm definitely good at. And that's like <laughs> we always say in the, in the start, I think it's I don't know if it's elsewhere, but I'll definitely in the startup world get shit done. And, um, and, that's, <laughs> and that's like something you can do um, in a, uh-huh. in a, in a fast paced place that they're not afraid to pivot. You know, like you, it, there's this whole idea of fail fast. Um, uh-huh. and I've gotten to like really experience that in a lot of different places and really, you know, in a startup, you often wear numerous hats, you know, in a, in a big corporate environment, you might have like one job and there's like, okay, here's the, here's a job role and it's description, but like in a startup, you could be doing three or four different things, sometimes more depending on what's needed. And, um, and honestly, I really think it's helped me, um, do or well, at least, uh, initially as a, as a self-published, like indie author. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't afraid, I was like, okay, so worst case scenario, like, it just doesn't go great, but I learned from it. Um, And the whole idea of this, like creating this sort of like, it's called a minimum viable product, like just creating something to get it to market. Let's see how people react, like, is it worth anything, you know, and then like iterating on that, you know, for for the next round. um, It's been really helpful to me uh, as an author.
0: Right. So if I said to you, nerds need love too. (laughs) 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 They do. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not please don't my audience please don't think that I'm you know putting any judgment here this was based on a a reader who gave this opinion of your mm-hmm. book yeah. and but tell me how this plays for a technical program manager writing her first romance I mean do you take that as a, like a yes a real big compliment tell me how you take that
1: Um. I mean, as far as the, it it helped me in like kind of shaping characters, right? Like
0: Mm -hmm. people,
1: readers identify and love different types of characters. I mean, there are those who really love the, what do you call them? Alpha holes, the guys who are like bossy and mean and all these things (laughs) that would never work for me. Right. Like in real Mm -hmm. life or as, as a reader, I don't connect with that. Um, and I, Uh, consider myself intelligent. I connect with other people who are kind of like on, you know, enjoy intellectual conversations and talking about what's happening in the world or philosophy or science technology. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think there's something super sexy about that. And that's what I wanted to convey, like in the characters in my book, whether it's the main characters or their friends, their group of people that, you know, they work with. Um, I think there's something really awesome about it. And, you know, in in many cases, like here in Silicon Valley, these are people who are like changing the world with technology, and I think it's oh yes, it's super awesome. Yes. So it's like why not highlight that, you know? Um, I think I think there are a lot of. Uh, I mean, I know that you know, romance is what like ninety eight percent women readers. I think there are a lot of women out there who like really um, can admire a main male character like that, and and will yeah. also um, connect with strong female character who kind of like knows what she wants, who's smart, you know, not afraid to share that. <clears throat> um, So that's kind of where I went with that, Um, you know, and what's a nerd anyways? A nerd's, (laughs) you know, whatever. I'm a nerd. I'll get it. That's
0: fine. Well, you know, you could be a nerd of everything. It doesn't have to be a technology. You can be a nerd as far as like supernatural stuff. You can be, to me, I see a nerd as someone who is totally invested in something that that's what really likes like what? We're going to do what? Sci-fi? Yeah. I'm in. That could be a yeah. sci-fi nerd. You don't have to just be a tech nerd. Totally. You could be a romance nerd. <laughs> I, I
1: completely agree. And I think it's great when people are passionate about something that they connect with. Um, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity to make friends, create communities, um, just and, and like have a good time, you know? So I'm, I'm all for right.
0: it. Right. Now, In the beginning you you slightly mentioned your book which we were talking about today is called ship it now Mm -hmm. as you can notice in the title of my thing i put romance pitch and we're gonna get to that so (laughs) because that's a little prelude Mm -hmm. um (laughs) you probably know more than i do (laughs) but um so let's dive a little deeper into ship it let's talk Mm -hmm. about this book tell me about its storyline and its creation
1: yeah, so okay, I'll 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 jump to the end before I jump to the beginning, and I'm not not in a spoiler kind of way, but meaning like so ship it. Um, you know the the title it has kind of a double meaning, and and I have uh-huh. to credit my husband with helping me out with this one. So um, when you're doing software development, like let's say you're developing a feature or some sort of product. Um, when it's ready to go, like people often say, okay, let's ship it like the same way you would with any sort of like, uh, sort of like old school type of product that you're, you know, it's ready to go. You package it, you ship it. Right. Um, but you say the same thing when you're developing a product in in tech. Um, but of course ship it can also mean like, oh, I ship, uh, two people because I think that they kind of would be good together. Right. So it kind of has that double meaning and that's kind of how I arrived at that. And, um, You know it starts uh basically with a one night stand i don't know where i came up with that but i did and it's funny because like someone was like oh you mean like Grey's Anatomy and i was like i've never seen Grey's Anatomy so then i had to watch Grey's Anatomy
0: Um, oh my gosh really yeah
1: i like literally published the book before i ever saw one episode of Grey's Anatomy which i love now but um yeah so it starts with this like one night stand and then this woman's like but wait i'm about to like start my new job at this like high tech startup i've never worked in any sort of startup before and like i can't be like distracted by this like you know admittedly very cute and wonderful guy but like no it's not going to happen so she just Uh like you know escapes into the morning and and she thinks she's done and she's going to start her job well you know as as things happen in these romance books with these tropes you know who do they run into at work but, you know, the the person that they they had this one night stand with. So, um, yeah. And because of his, like, new leadership position, he's like, oh, man, like, I really can't pursue this, right? Um, and she feels the same way, except, you know, there's chemistry, right? Like, they each felt, you know, eh, not exactly insta-love, but that they they had some really good chemistry between them. And so it's just about them kind of navigating that um, very sort of tense situation in which they, you know, see each other all the time at work and have to work together. um, But knowing that they shouldn't be together, really. Um, And at the same time, they're, you know, they're both dealing with some other challenges, which, you know, he is dealing with um, his father going through some medical issues. Um, She's able to like kind of emotionally support him in that. Um, Unfortunately, Uh she lost her father uh, a few years previously. So she's still kind of doing overcoming that overcoming a bad relationship as well. And all of this is kind of taking place, um, you know, at the end of or sort of people transitioning out of the COVID pandemic. And I think that part of it all kind of <laughs> there are bits and pieces throughout this book, of course, that um, were just kind of <clears throat> inspired, I guess, by my own situations, um, things I'm experiencing right. in my own life, my own fears, my own situations, um, as well as just sort of this feeling of like, oh, my gosh, like this pandemic has been hard with the lockdown oh, in yeah. California and all these things. It was like <laughs> yeah. my whole sort of like emotional way of like dealing with all these things, I guess, was to write this story. But um Yeah, but that's what resulted. So you have to see, like, are they going to get together? Are they not? There's a little love triangle action going on. There's also things happening in the business. Like I said, I like to include, I wanted to include um, that sort of not just the love story, but also things that are happening, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in this high tech world um, as part of the story. Right. Yeah.
0: So now this first book, this is your first, correct? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Now, talk to me about what you learned, because from what I understand, you yeah. self-published, correct? So tell yeah. me what you learned as far as the self-publishing.
1: Yeah, so I'll say this, I, when I started writing this, I didn't know what is my goal, right? I, I didn't even know if I could write a book. I had no idea. I, I finished a manuscript, and a, it, my first draft actually took about, you know, three weeks to finish, and I truly had no idea, like, is this anything or not? Um, I luckily know this wonderful romance editor who did a manuscript evaluation for me and helped me sort of, like, Mm -hmm. restructure things, get it into shape, and then, of course, edit for months. Um, I, at that point, I thought, okay, I guess I have to start learning, like, how do you actually publish something now? Because it looks like I could. Um, Mm -hmm. I queried. Didn't go great. Um, (laughs) You know? And then, but my me being a project manager, I was like, you know, I know how to deliver a product. <laughs> like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I could do this myself. And having worked in editing in the past, um, as well as proofreading and all sorts of, you know, writing related um, professions, I thought, you know what, I think I might want to explore self-publishing. And and that's ultimately what I did. I decided that, um, you know, I, I was okay um, with this not being, uh, you know, the Pulitzer Prize-winning novel. It was going to be a good first novel was my goal, um, uh-huh. and that I wanted to go the indie route for it. And I'm I'm actually quite happy that I did. I think I learned a ton, um, and I'm planning on like also going that route for the sequel. Um, so yeah.
0: And just for those who know, um, I believe the temporary title that you thought about going for is Pitch It for your sequel?
1: Yeah. So I've decided that <laughs> is going to be the title. So yeah, it's going to be Pitch It um, because in, it's a continuation of uh, Nathan and Sarah's story. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of intrigue happening. Don't think that things are going to go smoothly, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of things happening. And, and ultimately, they both end up uh, doing a pitch, uh, meaning like a sort of presentation Um you know, to, to sell or convince some people to do what they want them to do. So um, that's how I came up with that. And that one also has a double meaning, which is like, hey, is their relationship gonna be something that lasts or something that they're gonna have to like, kind of toss out or pitch? Uh, right. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's hence why I chose the title of the room today, which is yeah. Romance Pitch with Evie Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, I try, I try, I try. <laughs> Now, when you talk about, I just want our readers, I mean, I'm not, sorry, my listeners, not just readers listen to this. You have 634 reviews on Amazon. Did you know that? No. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, you do. You have, from what I'm looking at here on Amazon, this is why I don't believe that your fan base is going to have a problem um i see it. well i'm seeing 634 down here down here i'm seeing that that could be just on the on the um you've just other... made my day are you <laughs> well i hope well yeah so you have well 82 ratings but over 600 reviews of what i've seen now i don't know if that's in combination of both of the books um as far as like the versions um. but i mean even in your reviews you're over you're over five stars. I mean, you're like, and that's awesome. Do you know how rare that is for something to come out and then you hit that good? That says something about how awesome your writing skill is. So I congratulate you. Oh, well,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. I, I'll i say this, I, I can tell I've improved as a writer, even, you know, since my since my first book, I hope that my second book is gonna be better. I've learned, I've really learned a ton. Um, and I, yeah, I, just trying to learn, like I said, all the time, do better. You know, it took me a long time to actually even succeed in writing a a fiction manuscript. Like I said, I'd written for a lot of different uh, purposes and and professions in the past. Um, So this is kind of a big gamble for me. It's very hard. I mean, you know, to put yourself out there and just be like, okay, world, judge me. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, I'll be honest with you. When I started writing um, I'm not the typical author, so I I wouldn't take any advice from me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. I am a little unorthodox, and I you know that's one of my quirks. But I write what I want to read so that's how i base my what i do i I write what i want to read and if someone else likes it and then i'm like oh yeah all right you like my stuff
1: (laughs) i i completely agree you know i've i've had people Mm -hmm. tell me so my my book is like dual point of view and i did it a little bit in an orthodox manner like although i wouldn't say it's Mm -hmm. completely out there like there are definitely other books that are like this but one character is in first person the other is in third some people find that weird Most people are perfectly fine with it, but here and there, you know, somebody hasn't liked it. And I'm like, well, you know what? Sorry, but like that's the story I wanted to write. And right. that's how I connected to the characters. And maybe I'll, you know, in a future book I'll do it differently. But that's but you know, like for example, that's one of the things I learned. I was like, okay, I can switch back and forth less. I guess not everybody's mind jumps back and forth the same <laughs> way mine does, but um, you know, no, like, I I,
0: I, mm-hmm. I fully understand that because I wrote third person removed. So mm. I fully understand what you're talking about. And yeah. uh, one of my series, I switch from characters per chapter. Mm. And I mean, you can get a love and hate relationship on that from your readers. They can yeah. either love it or totally mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah. But if you're taking it as a, just a two character, I'm sure that having the male point of view and the woman's point of view and going in and deep about their emotions, I bet people just swoon over that.
1: Yeah, well, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I think my I, char- would... I think my characters are swoon worthy. Like, I'll say, if nothing else, I think my characters are lovable people. I've tried to write them very realistically. The situations I write, the dialogue that I, I really try and make it realistic, and like things that you know you could, you might say, or maybe your friends would, you know, um, so people can relate to it. That's that's like what, that was one of my biggest goals when writing. So, from what, what, what I've seen,
0: is. from what I've seen, I see a lot more successes coming your way. I seriously do. Oh.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I Well, you're yeah. welcome.
0: When you, when I do what I'm doing and I have to dig a little bit into your life, I mean, things come about and you can usually tell when someone has something very special and I think that's in you. I really oh. do.
1: Oh, I really appreciate the. Oppor- I appreciate the compliment and also the opportunity to speak with you. Um, it's been it's been really fun.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I want to thank you for coming on. We're going to yeah. we're at our end of our 20 minutes. I actually shut my timer off because I enjoy talking with you too much and I didn't want to hear the buzz. <laughs> All right, awesome. I
1: agree. I agree. I could go for another hour. But, you know, I know your podcast is only so long, so I
0: won't make you. <laughs> No, that's all right. Yeah, we're just a 20-minute podcast, but that's fine. I want to thank you so much for being on tonight. You were delightful. I would love to have you back when you have uh, Pitch It come out. And I'm hoping that... When when is that going to be about? Do you, you have a time date on that?
1: Don't, don't hold me to a date, but I'm looking at fall. I'm, I'm, I'm working on, oh. yeah, it's going it's going back for uh, copy editing, light editing pretty soon, and I'm looking. I have a book nice. cover already. I'll do a reveal pretty soon, and then I'm looking for sometime in the fall, maybe October, November, or something like that.
0: Well, hit me back up, because we're not all booked yet for that. I haven't started booking for September, um, so hit, hint, hit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, awesome. All right,
1: wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jerry.
0: So Well, you're welcome. It was a pleasure having you on for everyone who's sticking around for those little Amazon deal. The days that I like to throw at the end of my podcast today, I found something very interesting because for those of us who work at our desk, right, Evie, we are at our desk a lot. So why not a mesh desk organizer, multifunction desk office supply holder with six compartments and one drawer for your home, school and classroom? The item has over, get this guys, 2,665 shares alone and over 3,000 reviews of an average of 4.75 stars. I actually have one of these on my desk because I would not recommend something that I don't already have. (laughs) So, and it was originally $19.99. It is now 10% off for $17.99. Again, guys, the links will be in the bio at the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming in and listening to us tonight. As always, until next time, bye-bye for now.